It's the end of the world, and I just feel peachy. I feel good. I don't know about you. I'm all good. Patrick Brown must be feeling pretty good today as well after news that he has settled his lawsuit. He was suing CTV News for $8 million because of the information contained in the report that led to Brown's downfall as leader of the Progressive Conservative Party. And, of course, you all know what happened after that. Doug Ford comes in, wins the leadership, and then becomes Premier Brown. Initially counted out, managed to stage a comeback himself, and is now the mayor of Brampton. No terms were disclosed. CTV issued a statement saying that it regrets, regrets, I've had a few, mostly about this story. Uh, It regrets elements of the story that were incorrect. Brown was asked about it this morning. Didn't say a ton, but here's what he said. Today's actually the anniversary of my engagement with my wife. And, you know, I'm very grateful that they were uh, incredible standing by my side through a very difficult uh, period. And I'm very happy that this is behind me and I'm looking forward to the, the future. But, you know, I've got an incredible family, my sisters and my wife that were uh, incredible in this period. And I'm looking with optimism uh, towards the future. Let's talk about what it means for the leadership race for the Conservative Party, because Patrick Brown is going to be in. Looks that way. Certainly, Justin Burton is a blogger and an author. Uh, you can get his content at, at Future CP Leaders. Welcome, Justin. Hi, Mr. Carter. Good to be with you. Okay, just call me Alan. Um, <laughs> what, what do you make of this news with Patrick Brown? Um, I think that it's long overdue. Mr. Brown's been in uh, the Conservative Party for quite a while. And uh, the fact that he was able to bounce back and become mayor of a big city like Brampton after all the controversy that surrounded him, I think that this is going to be a real boost for him, especially I think it's um, it's a poorly kept secret in the conservative world that he's going to be running. So I think that it's perfect timing for him to really uh, ride the winds off of this news now and to really uh, start garnering support amongst the party. He's he's well known in Ontario. I'm not sure about outside. I know Abacus just released a poll, but I think that once he gets his name out and his vision out, this is this is only going to be to his uh, benefit, I think. It's perfect yeah, timing the, for the race. I've covered Patrick Brown for a, a lot of years. I was Queen's Park Bureau Chief when he entered the race to become the progressive conservative leader. He was counted out as an outsider. He was counted out as being a lightweight. And the thing is, is that his organizational skills, I mean, take, out, take away what you might think of as politics, but there is no question that he has organizational skills and contacts in communities that I don't think any other candidate has. Nope, that's for sure. I think that it's been documented pretty uh, in-depth recently. He's been a conservative for pretty much his whole life. And so when you're a conservative for that long, you build those contacts and you build um, loyalties amongst conservatives. And I think that even throughout all of the past, he's never had amongst conservatives anyone that um, I don't think ever wrote him off. And I think it's because of what you said, having good organizational skills, the ground skills, the connections in the party, there's something to be said for that. And I think that being, um, being maybe discounted that's to his benefit as well, I think, because it's going to allow him to surprise people. The last race we saw uh, Leslie Lewis do it, and I think I think that Mr. Brown really is going to surprise people in this race. 
Yeah, I would definitely watch there. Now you mentioned somebody, you mentioned Patrick Brown has been a lifelong conservative. That's essentially, you know, being a politician has been his job. That is the same for one of our declared candidates, and that's Pierre Polyev. Early on, it seemed like he had a lot of momentum. Is that stalling a little bit? And is the fact that we don't get the uh, convention until September, is is that taking away from his momentum? I think that... Um... I think two things with that. I think that being the only declared candidate, it doesn't do him any justice. You need to be able to run against people in a leadership race. And so he's really been trying to drag Mr. Sheree into it before he even declared. And um, I think that the longer that this race goes, like you said, it's in September. I think that's also probably to his detriment because it's going to give people like um, Patrick Brown and, and other declared candidates that or other candidates that are going to declare. It's going to give them a really long runway to uh, introduce themselves to the rest of the country. And as we saw in the last leadership race, I think that at this exact point in the last leadership race, if anyone had have thought that Peter McKay wouldn't have been the leader of the party and probably prime minister right now, you would have probably been considered pretty crazy. People in politics love the surprises and Aaron O'Toole came out and surprised him. And I think that uh, the, the long runway really is to his detriment. And I think that's why you're seeing him really start to um, try and pull people into this race. He needs, he needs a race to run in now. Mm. I, I'm fascinated by the, the term true conservative amongst my friends who are committed <laughs> conservatives. Me too. Uh, they, they, they talk about this quote unquote, true conservatives, who is a true conservative. And of course, this is a fallout from, uh, from the last leadership, from O'Toole's leadership, who said, I'm the true blue candidate, and then wrenched the party to the center. And it, I, I think that there's this sort of gun-shy element to the Conservative Party and to Conservative voters right now. They, don't, they almost don't believe anybody that might present themselves as wrapped in a true blue conservative flag. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, the term true conservative for conservatives kind of leaves us punch drunk. We don't really know. I, I think Mr. O'Toole created a real trust issue amongst conservatives and uh, independents or people that might have voted conservative because Mr. Polyev, I don't think uh, anyone would dispute, is a true conservative. And my biggest fear for him is going to be almost the opposite of Mr. O'Toole. He's kind of now saying I'm a center-right conservative and trying to um, build on that brand. And I worry that he has, he's almost reached mythical status on the right wing of the party. And I don't know if he can um, convince enough moderate conservatives that he is in fact a center right. And so this true, this true conservative, these people wear it with a badge of honor and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, it's a big tent party. But I think that when you put yourself, pigeonhole yourself either into the far end of one side of the conservative party or into the center, it, it, it's to the detriment of the party because we, I think, have seen that Canadian politics doesn't necessarily enjoy um, par political parties that either sway one end or the other. We're kind of right in the middle now. And I think that Mr. O'Toole's biggest mistake was not being honest from the beginning. If Mr. O'Toole had to run an honest campaign, he might not have won, mind you, because the true blue thing really pulled him through. But Canadians really didn't know um, where he was coming from and, and, and if they could trust him. And I think that if we can find a leader that runs on a record and then God willing, we have the chance to build um, a, a record on this ideology that we're gonna create in the next leadership election. I think that that's what's gonna really help the party the most. We can't keep swaying back and forth. There's very little political uh, 
there's very little room on the political spectrum for conservatives as it is. And so to keep grappling with these things and having four leaders and four elections, it's it's just really going to hurt us going forward. And and obviously elections are meant to win. We want to win. So I think we need to we need to find a lane now and, and stick to it and really try and build a record on it because the true blue conservatives and the centrist conservatives, at the end of the day, we're, we're conservatives. And so we have to find... Um, we have to find those things that we can agree on all together. And then we have to find a leader that's going to be able to create conservative policy on things like abortion, guns, environment, that everyone's going to be able to at least get behind enough to vote for the, the leader, because I think that that's really um, where we've been stumbling recently. Well, that, that, that's a, such a difficult thing. I'm speaking with Justin Burton, who's a writer and blogger about uh, conservative politics and uh, leadership aspirations. You think about the, the last campaign, you think about the campaign here in Ontario where Doug Ford wins, and this plays out a time and time again when we talk about leadership and conservative parties. The social conservatives might be a small portion of the party, but they're dedicated, they vote, and it's their support. It is the support of perhaps Leslyn Lewis, who again is running, that is going to be perhaps king or queen maker. And so what does that mean for a Charest who is going to, you know, looks like he's going to campaign as a centrist. He's not going to get those votes down ballot. And that means it's going to be difficult for him to win if he doesn't win on the first ballot. Yeah, I think uh, you're 100% right. It's going to be it's going to be difficult. What conserve, What the next conservative leader needs to do, in my opinion, is I think that they need to find those issues that um, conservatives can really agree on and that they can really present themselves as strongly conservative. Like you said, those true blue uh, right conservatives, things on military and obviously economy issues, that's going to be something you can really, really run on so that when you start to maybe veer, not even to the left, but maybe just a bit more to the center, it's going to give you at least a bit of uh, leeway, because you're right, I, I think Mr. Charest is going to have a hard time, in my opinion, because of what happened with um, Mr. O'Toole. I think that's really going to hurt him a lot. I think conservatives are a bit gun shy now, and so we are looking for someone that we can trust with those uh, more conservative values, and I think that whoever can thread the needle between finding policies that are going to be um, supported by the, the more far right of the party, but still center voters, center Canadian voters are able to vote on. Whoever can find that balance, that's going to be the one that I think the party really needs to rally behind because to try and um, focus on just one side or the other, it, it's, it's really not going to, uh, we've seen it now the last three years, it's just, it's not worked. And so I think whoever can thread that needle, and it's so difficult to do, I, I think we've seen that, but whoever can thread the needle between those main four or five issues, we've really let the liberals define us in the last two elections. I think that um, Justin Trudeau and his team did a masterful job, to be honest with you, as much as I hate to admit it, really putting that wedge in there with guns and, and with the environment and really causing people to second guess where conservatives stand. Because if we let someone else define us, there's no way we're going to win this election. So we really we need someone that's going to define their vision for conservatism that hopefully is appealing to a broad base. And, and that's who I think is going to be the winner. Hopefully they're in this election. Justin, great to talk with you. Thank you so much for your time today. It was so wonderful to be with you. Justin Burton is a blogger and a writer, and you can read his content at, at Future CP Leaders. That's at Future CP Leaders.